Soul Gym. I'm Crystal. And I'm Jody. And we are the Soul Gym Sisters. Hey, thank you so much for tuning in where we shape up flabby thinking and develop mental muscle. Thank you so much for being a part of the Soul Gym this week. Here's our opening question for you. Okay, when you decide to do something or you you make a decision and a choice about something, what what is the motivation behind what we do? Are, do you have a motivation that feels like you have to do something or that you want to do something? Because there's a different heart behind these two statements. So, Jody, talk, give us a scenario in a situation where you feel like you have to do something. Ms. Crystal, have you ever worked in an environment where people have to go to work? You know how they are. They're exhausted. They complain. They do minimal work. And you don't want to be standing around the doorway at quitting time because you will definitely get run over. Okay, that's a have-to situation. Now flip it. How about a want-to situation? You want to hear a want-to situation. I can relate because I was a teenager at one time. If you want to see motivation and a want-to at work, try chaperoning an overnight co-ed teenage party sometime. About 2 a.m., try keeping the sexes apart. They've been visualizing visualizing the pleasure and profitability of being together for weeks. So they start sneaking through the windows, the vents, the cracks in the walls, just to be with each other. They walk through doors without opening them. Why? Because we get very inventive, very creative when we want to do something. We feel as though nothing can stop us, and when our willpower and our subconscious creativity team up, we are absolutely unstoppable. On how true, how true. And so we're talking about the motivation behind the choices that we make. And yep, we believe every single thing on the planet is a choice. We're we're actually a series of the choices we've made. Well, think about this. As children, most of our decisions and the choices were made for us. But guess what? At some point, we're responsible for our choices. In fact, the choices we make today can have a monumental impact on our future. I know if you've listened to uh, the Soul Gym Sisters for any amount of time, you've probably heard us talk about Lou Tice and his book, Smart Talk. And he's talking about the choices that we make and the motivations behind them. And he plays it out in, in two ways. He, he talked about those of us who make decisions based on a restrictive motivation. These choices are based on fear. They're these have to, I, I have to go to work, I have to pay my bills, I have to, have to, have to. These feelings you know, come because we think something bad is going to happen. And so our choices are driven by this fear that if we don't do it, something bad is going to happen. On the flip side of that, there is a constructive motivation. And it's the positive. It's, it's the I want to motivation. And there's an internal drive you know, for success. It's based on our beliefs, our desires, and our passion. It's the way we create this ideal life. And so 
let's kind of look at the 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 components be behind I have to and I want to. Here's kind of a, a ju juxtaposition of the two. This I have to attitude. Um, guess what? We can't build a quality life if we believe that everything in our world we have to do. What happens? We get resentful. When we feel like we have to do something, there is just something in us that rebels against that. We, we end up feeling stuck. We feel like we're forced into decisions and that we don't really have a choice. I mean, we really do. But this mentality, this restrictive I have to mentality really creates a victim. And if you listened to our podcast last week about being praiseworthy and the victimhood culture, well, this is a victimhood uh, type of statement, I have to. That victim, they do feel like they're being strangled. And you know what? If we live this life of I have to, yeah, pretty soon you do feel like you're choking, but you, you almost leave life up to believing someone else is in charge of you. It's like we said, it's rooted in fear. You know, fear of failure, fear someone's going to be mad if we, if we don't do that. And you know what? You, you live your entire life like this. You know, what, what you feel is a dead-end job, but you have to go. Pretty soon, you know what? We're just fat and unhappy and and our self-esteem is is about the size of a bug and we we just feel pretty lousy about our lives but he, here's the funny thing is anytime we feel we're pushed into something we subconsciously push back but Jody we're talking about i mean really losers people <laughs> people who live like this you just end up being a loser in life yeah, we said it, losers. <laughs> Most losers conduct their lives on a have-to basis. They give up accountability for everything they do. I have to means I'm not my own person. Someone or something else controls me. In have-to situations, you're constantly telling yourself, I'll do it, but if I had it my way, I would be doing something else. That's not how you want to live. That is not how you want to live. So enough of the I have to. Okay, let's look at people who live their life with I want to. People who want to do what they're doing, they're satisfied. Mm -hmm. they're, they're contented. They feel they're happy living life. There's an ease to what they do. They're not the victim. They are the victor. They are in control of their life. They're guided by vision and values, uh, a conscience. Hopefully it's wisdom and the word that is driving their I want to. The, these people are their their decisions are rooted in faith, and b because they they see they believe. And what happens when we live? I want to. I want to do this. It brings energy, creativity. Jody, you were talking about the kids. <laughs> I mean, we give that. That's a funny example, but they want to see each other so bad that you get really creative when you want to do something. There's there's an enthusiasm and excitement. A lot of times these people are risk takers, 
and and this risk taking when come on if you've ever taken a risk and it's paid off you, man it builds your confidence you just feel good and guess what it builds confidence in other people there is such freedom in being a want to kind of person well, really what we want to look at the most important thing is our want-to attitude towards our relationship with God. Amen. Again, we go back to you don't have to do anything unless you're willing to pay the consequences. Right. Um, so much of us growing up in the church have, uh, have an idea that we have to serve God. We have to go to church. We, we have to follow the Bible. And what, what's so interesting is... God gives us a choice. We are created in the image and likeness of God. And the beautiful thing about him is he said when he made us, you choose. I, I'm finding out the, the thing about religion and, and following the rules and, and people who are very legalistic, um, it's very demanding. It's very uh, hard to follow. And so we're going to set up a, a picture of what it's like to follow God because we choose to and we want to and how much more life is enjoyable when we live that way. So we are not... You know, we're not setting up a scenario, you know, for us to be so selfish that we're going to do what we want to do. God placed a want in all of us. He, he placed dreams and desires, and and they're in there. And so we're we're not saying, hey, everybody, let's be so selfish. We're we're not asking you to be selfish where we lack consideration for other people. We're we're actually asking you to be soulish. That there is a careful thought that we, we are thinking about other people. That, that Jody just said, this relationship with God, to be able to sit and listen. I, I think some people think their dreams and their desires are dead, but they're not. They're absolutely not. But we need, to, we need to make a decision right now. We need to shift our thinking. And basically, we have one of two options you're looking at your life, you're looking at your job, you're looking at your relationships, you're looking at you know, your, your pocketbook and, and your, your weight or whatever it is. You're looking at the, the culmination of the decisions that you have made in your life. And you're probably happy with some areas and not so happy with others. But instead of living have to and complaining about living the have to, you've got one of two choices. Either quit doing that or quit quit that job quit whatever it is or change your attitude i mean that's really what we're what we're talking about is just perception and the way you're looking and and seeing things and we talk about attitude and it's really how we feel about something but throughout our lives our thoughts have formed how we look at life our our attitude and those thoughts as we've talked about for weeks and weeks are stored in our subconscious and it seems like you know based upon our experiences how we were raised it seems like we our attitudes either tend towards the positive or tend towards the negative and so what's that about the leaning you know leaning towards well 
aeronautical terms. Um, a plane's attitude is where its wings are leaning towards. So whatever you lean towards, your attitude, if it's positive, you're going towards it. If you have a negative attitude towards it, you're leaning away from it. So again, we're asking you to uh, observe and to take note of your attitudes towards everything in your life about being a parent, about the job you have, about your relationship with God. You know, it's so amazing when I want to do something, the, the amount of energy, the amount of motivation I get to get up and want to do something. There are certain things in my life that I feel like I should do, um, I've been told I should do, but I deep down don't really want to do it. So what Crystal and I have really been hashing over these last few days is in your heart of hearts, I mean, when it's just you, what do you really, really, really want to do? Because that's where you're going to find the passion. That's where you're going to find the drive. That's where you're going to find the intensity and the enthusiasm in life. When you ask yourself, is this really, really, really wanna, what I want to do? And the Bible says, God gives us the desires of our heart. And so what that truly means is the desires that are inside of us. Say you want to open up a daycare. Say you want to, you know, open up a dance studio or a restaurant or whatever it is that you've always wanted to do. But but have been afraid. Um, Life has beat you up. Um, You've tried before. It didn't work. Problems came in. You got discouraged. But when you really sit there and, and think about it, you go, that's what I really, really want to do. God put it in there. And when we don't do the things we don't want to do, we resist. Say you're in a job and you really can't stand it. You know, you, you resent getting up, you resent going, you complain all the time that I, I got to fight the traffic, I can't stand these people. You can quit and you can go find something else. You know, my son and I were talking about it today, about the want to and have to, and he just quit his job. You know, he'd been working there for a month or two, and I know the word quit is just, oh, don't quit anything. It's good to quit some things. And he knew in his heart of hearts, he said, this is not for me. The pay was great. The benefits were great. I mean, the people were great. There wasn't anything that in that arena that was discouraging discouraging him. He knew this is not what he wanted to do. And I found it interesting that he just said, Mom, I know this is not what I want to do. And I said, quit. <laughs> I know some people are just, you never quit anything. Yes, you do. Because when you're truly honest with yourself, and it's not about money, it's not about security, it's not about a have to, you can do that. You can go inside you, you can talk with God, you can talk with you, and it can be okay to go, I'm walking away from this. I see absolutely no future in it. So that's what you got to ask yourself today. What is it? I truly don't want to do anymore, but yet I'm feeling pressured. I'm feeling uh, mom and dad want me to do this. I can't imagine walking away from something, but you can. Again, now there are certain responsibilities we do have. We are parents. We are we are married. Uh, there's certain responsibilities that are right 
that you that you should do just we need to check her attitude you know it's all about you've got to you got to ask yourself the why what what is the benefit what am i getting out of it how can i improve this situation how can i uh better other people's lives in this situation. So, Amen. Let's, you, you brought up passion, Jody. There is this a great, think about this. I, I love this definition. It's from economist Larry Smith in his book, No Fears, No Excuses. And he writes this, the rule of passion is simple. The mind cannot stop thinking about that which it loves. I just love that statement. And so, Jody, I think you just touched on it. I I think life beats us up and stuff happens and pretty soon, you know, you find yourself in a quote-unquote dead-end job and can't even really feel the passion anymore, feel like your dreams are, are dead. You just can't even sense them anymore. But they're there. We, we God put those desires. I mean, the greatest scripture in all the world. I'll never forget a pastor prophesying it over me when I was about 17 years old. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Psalm 37, 4. Just, I mean, mull that scripture around. He will give you the desires of your heart. There they're in there and and man we just we want to go after the desires of our heart and live a passionate excited life i mean because passion really brings the oomph it 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 just it 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 makes you excited about your life it makes those mundane tasks worth it you know just those late nights and those early mornings and i mean when you're living a, a passionate exciting life you just don't hit the snooze button, you know, five, ten times every morning. Um, so it's it's to get that vision in front of your eyes. People go, so how do I find my passion? You know, there are a, a few ways. Think about what makes you cry. You know, what is it when you look around the world and every single time you find yourself crying about it, that could be your passion think about the things that make you so mad you can just spit every time you see it that could be your passion you know whether it's you know human trafficking it's you know kids that don't have water it could it could be anything you know i just really have a passion for when i don't see kids with shoes and i think it's because we grew up and our dad you know owned a shoe store that just shoes i always look at people's shoes and when i'm in the airport i look at shoes i just shoes and feet and so there's there's something that that's stirring in there with with me um what are those things that you're willing to sacrifice for uh, th- those those things are where your passion might might lie. Right on. And so here here as we're getting close to Easter, uh, some people don't know this, but the Passion of the Christ. You remember the movie, you know, with that Mel Gibson directed, and it was in. Uh, Latin or Hebrew or I mean so people thought it, it wouldn't do that well because we were going to have to read you know the, the the subtext and and my word this movie goes on to what make a billion dollars but the passion of the Christ 
is the movie depicting the last hours of Jesus' life, and it was referred to as The Passion because of Jesus' sacrifice and suffering. Come on, no one would submit themselves to such savagery, humiliation, and separation without passion. Jesus looked through century after century after century, and it says in the scripture, for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. Do you know that that joy is you? That joy is me. That joy is is every person on the planet. And because, again, we were created in the image of God himself, that passion is running right through you. And so we're asking you today to ask yourself, um, do I have to do that? And the answer is no. No, you, you don't have to do that. And we're not saying, again, throw away your, you know, your personal risk. We get it. You got to feed your family. Yeah. But there are things. Start, start small. Just start looking at things that you resent and going, you know what? That's not going to send my world upside down, but I am done. I'm done doing that. And so look at the motivation behind the choices that you make every day. Are they restrictive or are we, are we doing things because we're afraid of what's going to happen? Or are we making choices because we know something good? We've got the right attitude behind it and there's a blessing and reward in that. So choose either to quit or to change your attitude and find your want. Find what it is you want to do. Live with that kind of passion And so change your have-to thinking to want-to thinking, and guess what? You change your life. And so our mental muscle question, once again, what do you really want to do? Thank you so, so much for tuning in to the Soul Gym this week. Um, We just really, you guys, we appreciate so much your input, you guys listening, um, sharing our podcast with your friends. We appreciate it. Uh, If you want more, uh, please go to Amazon and get our book, Mind Moxie, How to Help You Master What's Mastering You. Check it out at the website, mymoxielife.com. You guys, we are jazzed. We've got a very special new project coming up. We'll be sharing it with you in a few weeks. Again, we love you. We appreciate you. Thanks for all of the support. Catch us here next week at the Soul Gym where we whip flabby thinking into shape and develop mental muscle. Bye.